Hi there. Welcome to the Weekend Sober. I'm so glad you're here. This is Kim. I have special guest, Francie, back with me today. Hi, Kim. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here with me. There is nowhere else I would rather be than recording this with you in your closet. And I'm going to give a little tease for your listeners. Oh, boy. Please follow Kim on Instagram because you will be able to see that I'm wearing a microphone (laughs) taped to my face. This is really a big deal because I we have all new equipment because I'm privileged to be testing it with Kim today. Yes, You look incredible. You look amazing. If there's anyone to run experiments with, it's Kim and myself because we are going to have fun with some new equipment. Anyway. This is us. Because, well, I have to say why. Because we have had some complaints about the audio on this podcast. So it's a new year. It's a new podcast equipment situation. And this is going to be I have to say, I have to say, this is what I love about my friend Kim. Kim says she's going to start a podcast. She starts a podcast. She teaches herself to do everything about a podcast. Kim decides she wants to write a book. Kim writes a book. She teaches herself how to publish a book. I mean, it's <laughs> Kim, is there anything Kim Kearns won't learn? I can't wait to see. <laughs> and it's fun to experiment with somebody who likes to teach themselves new things. And I think today Kim invited me here because we have some things to maybe, Kim's a former teacher. Um, I'm a child of a teacher. And I think teaching people stuff is one of the things that Kim and I both like to do. Yes. I think that's really true. Like deep down, we like to help. We want to inspire. And that's part of who we are. So maybe I can start this out. Back in November, I had a moment where Kim was about to release her book. um, And it was really exciting. And all of a sudden, um, I saw some articles relating to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. So the CDC um, had released some statistics that were really alarming about the spike in alcohol-related deaths that had happened during the pandemic. And I thought it was no accident that this was coinciding with... um, you know, the anniversary of Kimmy's sobriety and the anniversary of, um, you know, uh, a, a lot of hard stuff happening for other people during the pandemic and around the, uh, the holiday season, which I think is very difficult for a lot of people. And, you know, just to really quickly talk about some of the data that was released um, in this uh, Center for Disease Control study the increased rates from 2019 to 2020 in alcohol-related deaths were from liver disease, mental and behavioral disorders due to the abuse of alcohol. Um, these rates went up twofold. Um, uh, death uh, from increased alcohol use rose 33%, while deaths from alcohol and liver disease rose 23% over one year. One year. So I found those statistics really crazy. And so, of course, I reached out to Kim. And what I do for a living is connect journalists and brands um, together to create stories that are timely and relevant. And a lot of times I use data to tell those stories. So I said to Kim, this is a great time to talk to media about 
your sobriety story and about the book and about some other folks, um, you know, women in particular, I thought would be great and a really great way to sort of, you know, oftentimes we think of men as the alcoholics. And I think sometimes having a respected woman in your life say that they have an issue with alcohol is really helpful. So Kim connected um, a producer that I know from a local TV station with um, Jill from Sober Powered Media. Shout out to Jill. Jill. And um, Catherine, who, of course, all listeners are familiar with here on The Week in Sober. Um, And Catherine's um, launching her own business and all of that fun stuff. So Kim and Catherine and Jill uh, talked about this article and about their work uh, in building sobriety communities uh, with the local CBS affiliate. And I'm really excited for them. Um, and I look forward to this story coming out hopefully in January when a lot of people are really struggling, um, coming off of the holidays. Um, there was another article too that I wanted to share really quickly and maybe Kimmy can put the links to these. Yeah. In the show notes. In the show notes. But it was a story that came out just last week, actually in mid-December, um, about Massachusetts specifically and Massachusetts is where, um, Kimmy is based I'm also based here. Um, And the report came out from the Boston University School of Public Health. And it was a new report that found alcohol caused one in 20 deaths in Massachusetts um, annually. And it was also showing how costly these deaths are to the state. So if the personal stories of people suffering from addiction aren't enough, uh, you know, there's also a dollar figure to put around this and it was featured this information was featured on the front page of the boston globe last week it was covered by a number of other outlets as well um but the statistics are sobering you know no pun intended intended. (laughs) i'm such a loser um but but what it says to me is and i think what jill and um kim and Catherine were trying to tell the the television producer was you know whether or not you have an issue with alcohol doesn't really matter. What you need to know is that alcohol, like tobacco and like other things, is harmful and it is addictive. No one is judging anyone who consumes alcohol. It's just that alcohol's story has been misrepresented over the past, I don't know, five decades. Mm-hmm. And so it's just retelling the story in a different way. And I think Jill's a really interesting voice because she brings the medical perspective, you know, sort of biochemist turned sobriety expert. Um, And I think Kim's personal experience will be really powerful for people who get to see this segment. So I wanted to come to talk to Kim today, um, just saying congratulations on an awesome um, new set of equipment here, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and share a couple of these news stories because that's sort of my area of expertise is um, is the news and what's interesting. And I think these two new studies, again, one out of the Center for Disease Control and another out of Boston University, are just really interesting. And it's interesting to show that the numbers are behind Um, The fact that there's an increase in people struggling right now, uh, post-pandemic, and around the holiday season. So if you do need help, reach out to Kimmy. Thank you. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you think about this, Kim? I mean, it's, I think it's terrifying and it's alarming because this is not well known in that um, 
is what scares me the most. And I stopped drinking because I felt um, deep down that I was headed down a really scary path. And I didn't know about any of these facts until after I stopped drinking. Um, And I became really well educated in this. Um, And if I had known a lot of this, um, I would not have I don't know if I would have believed it or I would have um, chosen to um, then read certain things like, oh, but a glass of red wine a day is good for your health and things like that. Those types of articles, you know, um, to try to counteract these statistics because I would have tried to justify my drinking to, to try to keep it in my life. And that's what um, so many people, so many people do is, is that they, um, they find the studies that, Reinforce, reinforce their, their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that more and more in, in the last couple of years since you said, since the pandemic, um, it's harder to ignore the facts and how bad it's really gotten and how much, um, you know, the, the deaths have increased and um, the awareness is out there now. Um, and also, my part of what I'm doing and and why I, I wrote my book and why I'm telling my story um, is because I I want people to know that it's okay to stop drinking, that there's nothing wrong with not drinking, um, even if you feel like you just don't want to drink anymore. There's such a better, not because like you are struggling like I was. Okay, just, so I can't believe you're saying this what? because I was driving to get us coffee before this this morning. <laughs> And I had, like, sunglasses on. I was, like, feeling good in the car, singing really loud. And I thought to myself, it's not the actual alcohol that people want to consume to have a good time. I think it's sort of the image. It's almost like alcohol became, like, those old images of, like, the Marlboro man. Like, the cool guy Mm -hmm. smoking a cigarette. It became, like, the beautiful, you know, glamorous woman holding a martini glass. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about... The what was in the glass. It was just the image of it. So, you know, if you are struggling right now and you're about to go to an office holiday party or a Christmas party, one of the things, again, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't in a long time, but what I do is I ask for my bubbly water in a martini glass. Yes. It's just about having fun. And, you know, or you make yourself a little mocktail or whatever it is. It's about, a lot of times, I think it's just about the image the and image. you need... And you need to, you know, feel that fun item that you're going to clink glasses with. And it doesn't have to be a glass filled with champagne. There's other things with bubbles like cherry Coke. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I I actually talked a lot about this with Evan about um, on the episode with him when we recorded in Aruba um, that, you know, every night we got dressed up to go out to dinner and we went out every night because we were on vacation. Um and I put like actual clothes on rather than pajamas. Um, and we had nice, like I ordered mocktails every night, which is something I never do, obviously. Clearly not at home. Um, but there is something to be said for having a nice, you know, festive drink, especially this time of year. Totally. It makes you feel totally... Think about when you're a kid yeah. and you get a Shirley Temple. It's not about, I mean, the sugar's great. Yeah. And the cherry, those maraschino cherries, yeah. please. <laughs> But, you know, it's not about that. It's about feeling 
like special. It's something special. Yeah. And it's not what's in the glass. So if you're headed to a party, nobody else really cares what's in your glass. If it doesn't make you feel good and you're going to have a headache the next day, have that cherry Coke. Nobody gives a shit what you're drinking. <laughs> nobody cares. Because everybody is focused on themselves. And I always say that. Like, everyone's just, like, thinking about themselves. And a lot of times they're thinking about what they're going to order next. Because that's what I, that's sure as hell what I was thinking. I'm like, how quickly can I finish this glass of wine before I can get my next one? You know? And and is nobody going to watch me? Please don't watch me. Yeah. Please don't watch me chug this drink or chug my husband's drink while he's in the bathroom. <laughs> Please. He'd be like, where did that go? Oh, oh, no, the waitress took it. Yeah, oh, the waitress just took it, Evan. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was, I was, re, you know, another thing that um, I did not know when I was still drinking was the risk or the link between breast cancer and drinking yeah. and alcohol. Um, and I was just reading on the... It's these stats. These and stats. And I remember you sharing that with me. And anyway, and Women don't know the risk. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was still drinking towards the end... Um, I said to a friend who had, um, she was in remission from breast cancer, and she said, yeah, I'm, I can't drink anymore because of can- my cancer. And I was like, why? Mm. And she was like, oh, you're not supposed to if you have breast cancer, especially breast cancer. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. And then I stopped drinking, like, within a month or two after that. Um and then I, you know, later realized, I learned, um, and I'm and I'm reading stats from, um, this is from Susan G. Komen website. Um, and it says, uh, women who drink alcohol have an increased risk of breast cancer because um, they, the drinks consumed per day, um, I mean, sorry, um, estrogen levels are higher in women who drink alcohol than non-drinkers. Higher estrogen levels are in turn linked to an increased. Yeah, um, it's it's terrifying. And, um, you know, like even if you have one drink a day, that increases your risk. I forgot there was one other article. And that just made me think of it when you told me that increased risk. Um, in the New York Times, the same week that the story uh, came out on the front page of the Boston Globe about the facts in Massachusetts... Uh, there was an opinion piece written and published in the New York Times, um, which examined um, a number of things. And it was saying perhaps the federal government, as they're exploring the legalization and research of things like cannabis nationally, perhaps they should look at rescheduling alcohol as a drug. Yes. So you know, another link that we will put in the show notes, the the study was shared with me by a colleague in the cannabis space. Um, and rescheduling of drugs, cannabis is a schedule one drug, as is cocaine. Um, it is not, uh, you know, these pharmaceutical drugs like opioids are not um, necessarily labeled with the same addictive properties. Now, the what? scheduling of drugs That's... has been a very political process over the past, um, you know, 50 years. So the article was really interesting because for the first time, it it seemed like a, um, you know, a very valued, respected voice was saying that perhaps as we're examining cannabis and psychedelics for medical research, perhaps we should look at alcohol as the dangerous drug that it actually is. Yeah. So anyway, that's a great article to also link to. And it's just part of a wider conversation about 
the substances that we're putting in our body. And, you know, this is not a new thing. You know, we did this with tobacco. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, there was a lot of resistance in the beginning. I remember I was graduating from NYU in 20... No, what year was it? <laughs> when did you graduate? 2003. I'm like, what year? I literally had a moment where I was like, Isn't I don't it, know what like year it is. It's like you can't say, it's so hard to go back to and it's, like, say those years. I, I couldn't believe it. Or as my children say, was that in the 1900s? Oh my God, I know. That's what my kids say. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And we're like, it's yes. So embarrassing. We were, it's so yeah. embarrassing. We're so old. <laughs> um, so when I graduated from NYU in 2003, Mayor Michael Bloomberg had banned smoking in bars. He was speaking at our graduation and he was booed. And now, oh 20 years later, oh, my God, I graduated from college 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh, I'm so old. Um, now, looking back, if I had to go into a bar where people were smoking, I'd be horrified. Right. So, of course, history, um, history will tell the story of prohibition of alcohol, you know, the reinstating of alcohol, the changing of the drinking age over the course of American history from 18 to 21 um, and back and forth. And um, I hope that, like, one day we can say to our kids, we used to be able to drink alcohol on a plane or something like that. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, what? Yeah. There must have been fights in the air. Yes, there were children. Yeah. There were lots. You should watch Bridesmaids. <laughs> Things happen <laughs> on planes with quaaludes and alcohol. Anyway, I just think it's all part of the education process. And I, I'm very cognizant of the fact that I don't like to be preached to about anything. No, totally. I and mean, that's, I that's don't want anybody what, to tell me to yeah. exercise. I don't want yeah. anybody to tell me anything. Yeah. Definitely not exercise people. <laughs> but I'll do it when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to certain facts about health and wellness, nobody is judging anyone. Everybody's just trying to share information that seems credible and seems to make, you know, some people's lives better, like Kim's and, and mine. Um, and a lot of other people we know. And, you know, it's about teaching people. We're teachers. We're moms. That's what we do. Right. And I think that our hope is just to spread the word awareness. And, um, yeah, that's a really good point, that we're not trying to force anybody to do anything by any means. And um, uh, that's what, you know, we just want to get the facts out there and, and help. Um, and help if you need it. And if you don't, it's just interesting to know. Yeah. It's just interesting to know because you might need, you might meet someone who could use one of these stats yes. if you don't need it yourself. Yes, exactly. So when um, a lot of people who, you know, like I hear every day from people who have read my book, um, people who read my blog, and I, I love hearing from readers. Um, please send me emails, messages on Instagram. I just love hearing from you guys. Um, but, you know, what's great is that even people who aren't struggling with alcohol, they can, they say, you know, this is really helpful for um, me because I have a friend who will benefit from this or my husband or my cousin, you know, whatever. Um, And, you know, so for us to share these stats and talk about this today, this um, just gets people thinking and, may not relate specifically to them, but they can think about it for their loved ones uh, this time of year. You know, it's, um, we're all getting together with family and it's a boozy time of year. Those holiday celebrations, um, you know, just be cognizant of those around you and who might need to, uh, you know, who you might 
want to have these conversations with. So, um, you should print them up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hang standing, them up. Standing around the bar with someone yeah. handing out these things. That's such a fancy move. I'd be like, hey, I wrote this on a notepad. Let me stick it on your chest. Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, I, I just, I love stats. We're, I'm such a nerd. So, this you is know why what? Just I read. love having you because. Um, having you on here because so you sweet. have all the info like you and I'm often like I think I read an article once and it said this and I, I like I'm so bad at retaining these kinds of things so no you're busy really... sharing your personal story and I think <laughs> when I do storytelling for what I love to do this is my work and if anybody ever has any interest in talking about it or has a story you know follow me and my oh, work yeah. adventures put my little thing in there too but it's fun. Tell uh, them your your Instagram handle. Uh, it's chatterboss.com, at chatterboss.com on Insta. I'm doing the best I can. But, you know, I'm so busy telling other people's stories. It's hard to tell. She she's, has some really cool reels. She's gotten into the reel. I used to be a TV producer in another life. So all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, this reel, that's how I think. So rather than talk, the reels are kind of fun. Um, but uh, what I do for work is really take stats and information and piece it together with personal stories. And that's how information gets shared. I love to move the needle on hot topics and um, everything from affordable housing and women in politics to cannabis to sobriety with Kim every once in a while. Talking about that, it's just fun to share information and knowledge with people. And I love people like Kim who make sharing knowledge and insight their, their life because that's what we're all here to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. I love you. I love you so much. I love you. Well, thank you for being on here. This is so fun. Um, Anytime. As soon as I see more news stories, I'm going to put them in my visiting the weekend sober file. Ooh, yes. I'll be your news reporter. Oh, my God. I love this. This yes, is so fun. We'll have Francie back for more news later when she compiles her list. Um, I just got to write the CDC quick and have them do a couple more analysis for me. I bet. A bit you more. know what? I bet they're going to have a lot more out in I January. Know. That whole dry January thing just like sparks all sorts of combo. It really does. And yeah. And hopefully that's when they're going to air our um, Channel 4 News segment. Yeah. In January. It'll be a great time. Yeah. And obviously, um, so proud of Kim and make sure um, everybody's following the weekend sober. Yeah. Weekend and sober. And yeah. Sober strong mom. Sober and strong mom. And yeah, let me know if you've purchased the book. And it is now available on audio um, on Spotify and coming out on Audible. Um, so yeah, check out that, which is really great for your car rides, your drive to work, dinner at night, listen to it on your earbuds. It's um, it's awesome. My brave be- friend. It's a great way to, to, to listen to a book in the beginning of sobriety when I've walked so much um, in the early days of sobriety so download the book and let me know thank you Francie for coming thanks Kim for all you do thank you all right guys have a, have a great day we'll talk to you soon bye